Hi, welcome to the Heidi Ruscio podcast, a place that features female leaders, creators, and innovators. Before we get into the podcast, I just wanted to ask a favor of you. If you love the podcast, will you please leave a review and please follow the show on social media on Instagram at Heidi Rue, that's H-E-I-D-I. R-E-W. That's how you spell the last name. And then uh, on Facebook at The Heidi Rue Show. The reason why is because I really want to get a glimpse into your life. I don't want this to be a one-sided thing and I want this to be connection. And so if you're able to follow me, then I know you're listening and I can connect with you and, um, and I love your feedback. So anything that you have about the podcast, we're coming up on the second year anniversary of the podcast starting. And so there's some things that I want to do differently going into the new year and I'll explain all that stuff later, but, um, I would like for us to be able to connect a little bit more. So that's one of the things that I'm hoping for. Okay. So on today's podcast, I am talking with Emmy Award winner. Yes, Emmy Award winner on the podcast, Natalia Livingston. She played Emily Quartermain and Rebecca Shaw on General Hospital. She also played Taylor Walker on Days of Our Lives. And she now lives in Atlanta with her husband, Matt, and her one-year-old little girl, Colette. Isn't that a beautiful name? She runs an acting studio called the Actors Boutique. And she's currently in this movie called Full Count, which is a story about a young baseball player He has dreams of playing baseball, and those dreams are derailed by some unfortunate events that happen back home that he then has to kind of take a little bit of a pivot. And we talk a little bit more about that and how Natalia's life has taken some pivots as well. That actually just came out October 25th, so you can see it. So if you want to see that movie, it's especially a really good family movie um, that has some really good messages in it, then you can watch the movie on demand tonight, tomorrow, whatever, on Amazon, as well as iTunes, and a lot of the cable networks. And then you can also watch it in select theaters. So if you want to see if there's a theater near you that you can go check it out, you can go to the website website. It's listed in the show notes. So my interview with Natalia, we talk about the story of her getting discovered in Home Depot, then landing a recurring role on a major soap opera. And we also talk about what it's really like to be on a soap opera, a little bit of behind the scenes kind of things, and three things that she wishes she had known as a young actress. And then we also talk about something that's major that has happened in her life. She lost her mother not too long ago. And we talk about how losing her mom has given her a whole new perspective. So I think you're really going to love it. Here's Natalia. So I wanted to start off because I think something about your story that's so interesting, because if I'm being totally honest, like as a little girl, I hope other people are like this. I always wanted, was hoping like, what if somebody sees me and they discover me? Or do, you know what I mean? Like so mm-hmm. silly. I don't even know where that that idea came from. But you actually were discovered in a Home Depot. Can you tell us about that story? I'm not even sure if that's true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, that a Wikipedia uh, thing that somebody? I, I think it's it's it was more of an ABC publicist thing oh. um, early on, and in. In some ways it is true, and then in other ways it's not. You know, it was a very active thing. It wasn't a passive thing. It was, um, it was you know, a lot of hard work and a lot of acting classes and mm. a lot of trying to you know do anything I could, plays and short films and 
um, all of that, um, moving across country to pursue a dream. Right. Um, and then, yes, having a side job to try to make it as an actor and mm-hmm. at that job yes. was seen by my manager who um, said, um, or I, I told him that I was, you know, here, I'd moved all the way from Georgia and that I wanted to be an actor and I was hoping mm-hmm. to get a manager, an agent. And he said, oh, well, okay, huh? Well, let me, let me send you out on a few auditions yeah. and see how you do. And, um, and from there it took off, but I think it was more when preparation meets luck instead yeah. of, so, cause those stories of being discovered, I sink in a little bit or mm-hmm. shudder because I don't want people to think that that really is a thing. Yeah. Um, cause I think that it's not helpful for no. a lot of young actors to think, Oh, well, gosh, well that happened to so-and-so. Yeah. So it can happen to me. No. I mean, you have to be in an acting class. You have to be working. Mm-hmm. You have to, I doubt that anyone's really just discovered. I mean, yes. maybe there are a few, I don't yeah. know. I heard that maybe Charlize Theron was or some, or not. Uh-huh. No, who was it? It was Cameron Diaz or somebody. Uh-huh. Maybe a publicist made that one up. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah, maybe a publicist made that one up too. It makes for a good story. It does. And a sure. good sound bite. Yeah. You know, and and I, it gives people hope like, oh, maybe I'll just be yeah. doing my daily thing. And mm-hmm. so you would wanted to be an actress you are here in Macon Georgia and you're working hard to try and work on that craft Mm -hmm. and then you decided to move up to LA and that was just to continue to pursue that is that right or Um, well I didn't I didn't really start um working on you know the craft I didn't take classes or anything when I was in Macon um that started more when I was at Emory okay Um, Mm -hmm. so I went to Emory University here in Atlanta and um and I took every theater class that I could um uh an acting class um but I was studying my major was sociology and I thought that I would be a social worker so after um after so you were fully prepared for the actor's uh income <laughs> if you were thinking about being a social worker you're I like was. yeah this is nothing <laughs> I was prepared for this I was I was <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking but yeah <laughs> your parents were yeah, like yay yeah, yeah, this is going yeah, good essentially either one <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's very true um so I ended up working at a um a NICU a neonatal uh-huh. intensive care unit in um, Macon, Georgia, at uh, the medical center there. And after a year, I just thought, ah, oh, I can't get this out of my mind. Um, and I knew that it's what I really wanted to do. And I thought, well, now's the time. So that's when I um, went cross country. Yeah. And my mom actually drove cross country with me. Oh, so sweet. And that uh, is really sweet. An old red Jeep that barely made it. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and we stopped along the way at, uh-huh. um, you know, lots of waffle houses. And, um, I think we even saw a few movies, um, oh. you know, in different cities, you know, where we had mm. stopped and just had, you know, a great time. I have so many pictures from that trip. What a fun um, memory. Yeah. And then she flew back home and mm. I was on my own. How long were you in LA before you ended up booking the soap? I think I was there about two years, about two and a okay. half years. Yeah. Which and is when really I was impressive <laughs> to be oh, there for two you. and a half years and then book something that thank, big. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It was, whew, it was hard. I mean, at the, I think when I finally, when I booked General Hospital, I was, I was just, uh, you know, I was just so ready. I think, you know, before that audition, I just, 
I'd called my dad and I was like, dad, I I really, I think I want to come home. (laughs) This is so hard, you know? Yeah. Cause there's, there's, um, and I had only experienced it for Mm -hmm. two and a half years, but just the auditioning and the rejections and the, you know, your side job, which is sometimes not the best as we actors know. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that can be really hard. And, um, and then just missing my family, you know, they were in Georgia. And, um, so when I went in for that audition for general hospital, I was, I was so determined. It was like this supernatural, you know, like I was mad, you know, (laughs) I want to get this. finally start working so I want to know a little bit about working on General Hospital so I do have a little confession I remember which is weird because you must have just gotten on because I think you're not too I think we're very similar in age Mm -hmm. but I so I was homeschooled for a little bit in middle school Uh and I remember the best thing was when mom had to go run errands or something in the afternoon and I could sneak (laughs) away and start watching soap operas Mm -hmm. and General Hospital was my favorite Good. <laughs> and um, anyways, but I I would love to know kind of the behind the scenes because I I remember even as a middle schooler thinking that is so cool. <laughs> you know, I really enjoyed soap operas, but but then I also thought, I wonder if those characters feel frustrated or stuck. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a dual thing. It's like this big blessing you're a working actor, mm-hmm. but also did you feel stuck in that as in the yeah. soap opera? No, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I just, I wanted to be a working actor. Mm. I mean, you know, and I wanted, I just wanted to make a living doing something that I loved. I wanted to be able to have a home. I wanted to be able to pay bills. I mm. wanted to get up in the morning and drive to work like <laughs> everyone else and yeah. drive home at a reasonable hour, not have to travel all the time and not have to go from job to job to job to job, which is a lot of what we as actors have to do. So for me, it was the greatest blessing because mm-hmm. I got to do all of that and I got to be on a show for a really, really long time, many mm-hmm. years, um, just doing what I loved. And I knew that it wasn't going to last forever. So each day was precious in that mm-hmm. way. And I knew that eventually, okay, I'm going to have to go back out there and start up you know, start auditioning again. Yeah. So I think that with that mindset, it was, this is a real blessing. Yeah. And, um, I get to buy a home and, (laughs) you know, and I, and I get to go in and I, uh, and I get to act and I get to be in this make believe world and, Mm. you know, and so that was, um, that was all a really positive thing. Yeah. It's a really positive thing for me. And I also thought it was a great training ground because you're given so much material. Uh, so sometimes a hundred pages a week to memorize wow. and then to perform, you know, sometimes 25 scenes a day. Um, I mean, you're shooting up to seven episodes a week. Wow. Um, so I think that sometimes um, if daytime actors get a bad rap, it's because of that. It's the amount of dialogue that we have to process in such a short mm. amount of time. So primetime actors... You know, you, you're doing an episode, it takes two weeks and you get to sit in your trailer and memorize the next scene. Right. You know, you don't have 20 scenes a day, Mm -hmm. you know, you have maybe one or two. It's very, very, very different. And we only get one take, you know, on, on a daytime show, you get one take and then it's on national TV. 
So, you know, whatever you did, that's there you it. Go. It's out yeah. there. And you have another hundred pages to go through. Mm-hmm. And you just got this dialogue, you know, four days ago. Mm-hmm. And they gave you a rewrite last night for a monologue that's a page and a half, two pages long. I mean, it's really intense work. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize that when they yeah. see daytime but it helps you process a script quickly so you can see the wants and you can see you know the stakes and you can see the obstacles and the beats and yeah. all of that it becomes it becomes a little more clear mm-hmm. um when you yeah. see so many scenes just I, the, the sheer volume of right. what you're doing it would probably make you a much more efficient actor yeah i think mm-hmm. so i mean you can definitely um get some bad habits as well sure. and you have to be careful about that mm-hmm. but um, yeah. Do you remember the first day that you started? I mean, do you remember that at all? And like what you were feeling? I mean, cause all of a sudden you're on this big soap opera mm-hmm. and, and especially with having to learn that much that quickly, were you just so nervous or were you just like, I'm finally doing <laughs> this, what I'm wanting to do? Oh no, I was very, very nervous. I just remember, yeah, I just remember I was so nervous. My stomach was in knots. Um, I had a really intense storyline that they had given me, which was wonderful. But, um, and I also just remember um, knowing how green I was really. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just how much more I had to learn. And, um, and also thinking, gosh, I wish I had taken more on camera classes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's one thing to be in a class where yeah. you're, you know, you're, you're on stage and you're acting, um, but you don't, you're not on camera. You don't get to see yourself back. Mm. So, um, when I started actor boutique, which is a acting studio that I have here in Atlanta, that was my main focus was to give actors everything that I wish I had had when I was just starting out. And one of those was on camera classes, just a way to be able to see yourself on camera Mm-hmm. You know, each and every week so that you can see those bad habits that you have and mm-hmm. you can work to correct them um, and you don't have to wait until they air on national TV <laughs> right, right. to see them and be like, ah, okay, I was, look how, look, I was blinking like crazy there. Okay. Yeah. But that stuff happens and I'm sure it happens to a lot of actors. And you move back to Atlanta. What made you decide to make that move? After about 12 years in Los Angeles, I had a few bucket list items and um and uh one was to live abroad so I did that it was for three months but I kind of see it as my you know yeah <laughs> where did you live um I I went to Florence um, oh. for a month and a half I rented, rented an apartment there and studied photography and um and then I went to Paris for a month and a half mm-hmm. and again rented a little apartment and just by myself and um, and then after that, I went, I moved to New York and that was another bucket list item. Went there and um, worked behind the scenes as a producer um, for a National Geographic show. Oh, wow. So I did that in New York. And then at that point, then my mother started, wasn't feeling well. And so I just wanted to be close, mm-hmm. closer to home. So I moved back to Atlanta to be with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because the movie that you're in right now, Full Count, it's about a boy that's an incredibly talented baseball player, but then some unfortunate events happen at home that ends up causing him to kind of leave baseball and go back home, um, which is just a big pivot in his life. 
did you feel like your mom getting sick? Was that a big pivot in your life? Yeah. I mean, you know, I had been away for so long. And so I came back and I was just so excited to have time with my parents. Um, and I did. I mean, I had a good maybe year or two. And then um, my mom uh, really started going downhill and um, she became sick and she was um, on and off life support about mm-hmm. nine different times and was in the ICU for um, about six months. And I was her uh, main caretaker. Um, she was transferred up here to Atlanta. She was living in Macon, moved to Atlanta. I had started my business, um, Actor Boutique, the acting studio. And and I was auditioning a little bit. And then when my mom got so sick, then um, I kept Actor Boutique going. And that was my saving grace. Um, but, you know, I couldn't audition anymore. Mm-hmm. Um that's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm so happy that I was able to be there for my mom during that time, you know, and I wouldn't have traded it for the world. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, uh, it's really, really hard, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, What have you seen as the blessing through all of that, through coming back? And I mean, I'm sure that the time with your mom, even though it was mm -hmm. probably briefer than you wanted, yeah, was really special, but... (sighs) Um, I think just how important, just how important family is and, you know, and the, what we do for a living can wait and, you know, um, and then just, you know, just to kind of roll with the punches cause you never know what can happen in life. And, mm. um, my mother ended up passing away three days before I got married. Wow. And so that was really, really hard. And um, and then a few months later, my dad had a stroke. <laughs> so then I was his main caretaker for another uh, probably six months. So, you know, there's just right when you kind of feel like you're, you know, getting your feet back on the ground and, then something else happens and Mm. that's just life, you know, and it happens for everyone, you know, and that was my time. You know, I was just talking with um, even my counselor the other day and feeling like my greatest fear is that I end up working so much that the legacy that I leave is not about relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's really the important thing. And I, it's not, I want to have a good balance of those. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes when things like that happen in life, it is a great way to shift things into balance. It really is. (laughs) It really is. It doesn't matter that audition that you have um, or what you're trying to do, you know, to help your business or anything that's ambitious in that way. It just doesn't Mm -hmm. matter anymore because your mom's in the ICU or your dad needs help getting to the bathroom, you know, like, and, um, and, and we all have, you know, challenges like that that come up and, um, it definitely recentered me. And also it was, it, it gave me such a strong sense of purpose, Mm. you know, because I, I knew what I was supposed to do. Okay. I'm supposed to help my dad right now. I'm supposed Mm. to help my mom right now. And I think that when we don't have purpose, then we don't have clarity mm-hmm. either. And mm-hmm. and that can feel a little more chaotic in a weird way that mm-hmm. all these thing, weird things, hard things happen. 
um, which should feel a little more chaotic, but in one way it probably provided a little clarity Mm -hmm. as well. It did. So there's another big event that has happened in your life Mm -hmm. because you're a mom to a one-year-old little girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So congratulations, first of all. Thank you. How has being a mom impacted you, especially in light of losing something, but then you gained a really precious, wonderful life mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's it's just such a blessing, and um, and it's just a miracle, really. Yeah. Um, you know, we went through some fertility struggles, so I was Maddie and I were just both so grateful, mm-hmm. you know, and um, been wonderful. It's it's hard to describe, sure, you know, but um, she is just full of joy mm-hmm. and just adventurous and so smart <laughs> um, and she's you know she's just her own little independent person mm. and and she's so gentle and loving and whenever we're um eating especially and she's in her little high chair and I'm you know right next to her she'll just she'll um stretch her arms out and just put her head you know, good, um, put her head down softly and she's wanting a hug. And so I reach over and I give her a hug and then she gives me a kiss. And after each hug, I, you know, I always say, oh, and so now she's saying, oh, <laughs> every time she gives me a hug, she's saying, oh, that's that, the best. That yeah, is awesome. Those moments time. like that. Have you noticed a difference even in your acting becoming mom? Because I hear that a lot from friends is they're like, once I became a mom, it was like everything I felt a lot deeper, even with acting. Yeah, that's so true. I know um, my husband and I talk about that a lot. Um, He, you know, he said that he used to watch movies where, let's say, um, you know, something happened to uh, the lead actor's child and the whole movie was about that. And he was like, ah, okay. You know, right. <laughs> but now it's like, oh, we have to get, you know, the, um, his, his son back to him. Um, mm. oh, and you just start bawling, crying at the thought of anything, mm-hmm. you know, like that happening to your child. And you just so desperately want to protect them and make sure they're okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a much deeper understanding. Were you able to apply that to the char- your character in full count? At that point, um, oh yeah, were you point, even? <laughs> no, 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 no. At that, at that, movies take a long time. Yeah. So. <laughs> they do, they do. No, at that point, I, I, I wasn't pregnant or wow. anything. So, um, I mean, you know, I had a certain understanding then. I think that if you know, now I have a very, very different understanding mm. of it. Let's go back a little bit to when you were starting out and acting in L.A. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like there's a piece of wisdom or even some of the things that I think about, I don't want to go back to my 20s, but I just think, man, if I thought a little differently in my 20s, man, it would help me so much. Mm-hmm. It would save me time. It would save me heartache. Is there anything that you feel like, man, if I just knew back then, mm-hmm. it would have made things a little bit easier? Yeah. I mean, so many things. Oh my gosh. Um, and I know we probably all feel that way. Um, I mean, for me, uh, a big lesson, if I could go back and do it all over again, when I was working, um, I wish that I had, um, stayed in a class mm-hmm. because I think that what happens is that, um, uh, if you're, if you start to work, um, and then you're working for any length of time. It's different if you're doing a movie, that sort of thing, then you can jump back into class. But if you're 
on a show. I was lucky enough to be on a show for, mm -hmm, you know, almost 10 years. And during that time, I wish that I had stayed in an acting class, you know, and, mm -hmm. and gone to it on those days when, you know, I just worked two days that week or two days right. next week, you know, because then you're constantly stretching yourself and constantly getting better and, mm -hmm. you know, getting stronger um, and just pushing yourself. I mean, I always studied before and after and any significant breaks that I had, but yeah. I wish that I had done it then. So if I could, hmm. you know, give advice to any actor, it would be definitely to do that. But also someone early on, it was a coach that told me, you know, kind of keep your distance at work. Um, mm -hmm. Don't really, don't get to be friends with the people at work. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just, just keep them at arm's length. Just go in, do your job and leave. And, um, and I did that for many, many years. And the last few years that I was working, I decided not to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that I did because I think it's really important to build community in that way mm -hmm. and, <clears throat> you know, build a, a, a solid network and get to be friends with people that you work with yeah. and not going out to bars and not going out to seedy parties, you know, right. in Hollywood. It's not that. It's inviting a girlfriend to go get coffee with you or go to a movie or let's go to the park or mm -hmm. do you want to join, you know, do you want to join this volleyball team or, you know, like healthy yeah, things like that um, and just getting to be friends with people. Mm -hmm. And so um, some of my dearest friends are, you know, women that I worked with um, and men. Um, and so I'm grateful that at the very end I sort of switched my thinking on that. Mm -hmm. But I think that, that that's something that I'm trying to do even now with my life here in Atlanta. Mm. Um, and then also I would say just the last thing, sorry, I hope I'm not rambling. You're not, you're not. This is great. Okay. Yeah. It's, we're all about you today. So okay. you ramble on. Okay. Thank you. Um, I would say just um, keeping the mind, body, spirit connection. Mm. Cause I think it's so important. And even now, I mean, it's hard for me to do that, but I think that especially some sort of a spiritual focus is so helpful mm -hmm. because I think every business, every art form is difficult, but especially with acting, um, you have to remain so strong spiritually. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important to try to nurture that in whatever way you can. Yeah, absolutely. I remember someone Tell, saying one time, I think it was probably a podcast or something, <laughs> but it is to, if you can even just take five minutes a day to do something for your mind, do something for your body and do something for your spirit, mm -hmm. then it will change the way that you live out your days. Yes. And I thought that was such a great thing to think about because I always search for balance. I know that that's probably not a realistic thing that mm -hmm. our life will always be teetering a little bit, mm -hmm. but to be able to do something to feed each of those areas every day yeah. definitely creates a little bit more balance than when you don't. It does. And I think also as actors, it's easy sometimes uh, to feel isolated or a little lonely, kind of like oh, everybody else is doing something great. And, you know, and that can, you know, sometimes that can be hard if you're not working or, you know, or if you're not quite getting, you know, the number of auditions that you wish you were and mm -hmm. that sort of thing, it's a, that's a reality for a lot of people, for a lot of actors. But I think that, um, one thing that helped me, um, and I've only just recently started doing this, but it's, it's helping others. And I know that that sounds, you know, it's very, I don't know, 
Pollyanna-ish or because I think that, you know, with acting, it's very me centered Mm -hmm. and, you know, we are the product. We are that thing. We are, you know, we walk into the audition. It's all about us. When we leave, you know, we can start obsessing about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if we can get outside of ourselves and think about other people in some way, and maybe it's just the 90, you know, it's your 92 year old neighbor, Pat, that lives across the street (laughs) and you want to help her, you know, get her apricots (laughs) off of her tree, you know, which I did have a neighbor, Pat. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I know. I'm like, I wish that I had a neighbor, Pat, that had an apricot tree. (laughs) (laughs) She used to bring over beans and apricots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, I had a St. Patty's Day party one time and I invited a bunch of people from work and um, and I had sort of scrimped on the treats and things that I had. And um, I had just like little Hershey pot of golds uh-huh. for, and, and then I had a, a keg of green beer Yeah, and I invited all of my neighbors as well as working people. And so Pat came over and she had this big... Um, thing of baked beans <laughs> she was like hi natty i just cooked these beans i hope this is okay thank you so much for inviting me i was like oh sure come on in pat so we had these chocolate hershey pot of gold things and baked beans <laughs> and, <laughs> and green, green beer. beer that is awesome what more could so, you yeah. want for a saint Patty's day party exactly <laughs> I want to be invited to one of your parties now, if that's the kind of spread. <laughs> yeah, <though. laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with you as far as giving. I remember years ago when I just was feeling like I'm thinking about myself all the time mm-hmm. and it feels icky. Mm-hmm. And so I started mentoring and it's so interesting because one of the issues that I had is, so I have naturally curly hair. Everyone that's watching on YouTube, you can see it. <laughs> but with on-camera stuff, there's just been a lot of comments. And I know I'm a product, but it's just like, I mean, I've had hair people say, oh my gosh, your hair's so difficult. You know, like cameramen have been like this, there's stuff that's all, you know, and I'm like, yeah, it, that's just my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was feeling like, man, there's like this hair is keeping me from mm-hmm. doing a job. Mm-hmm. And My mentee literally said, like, maybe the second time that we were out, she just, like, looked at me with just the biggest eyes, and she just was like, Heidi, I love your hair so much. It's my favorite hair. And it just was one of those things that it just blessed me so much Mm -hmm. and was such a good reminder of, like, ah, Heidi, you cannot let people get to your mind like that in this industry. So I know. Yeah. yeah. So I completely agree with you with that. Yeah. And so it, important. I love your hair. <laughs> Thank you. That is one of my favorite things about you. Your hair. I've always wanted to have hair like yours. Oh, thanks. I love your hair. Thank you. It's I love funky yours too. <laughs> <laughs> so Natalia, tell me, we've got Full Count, the movie out. What are some other projects that you've been working on? Because I saw that you're working on a documentary, right? And I know that you're a creative and you've, you've seen the behind the scenes stuff too. So you mm-hmm. understand that aspect. Yeah, thank you. Um, so uh, right now I'm, I'm producing a documentary and it's called In Their Shoes. It follows four men who got addicted to drugs mm-hmm. and uh, committed crimes because of their addictions mm-hmm. and ended up in prison for um, many years and are now re-entering into society. Um, and they're all going through a creative writing program that is helping them re-enter into society. 
Um, and uh, so we have been following them for the past year, year and a half. And it's a really incredible story, and it's a, it's, a, it's an incredible nonprofit that um, my uh, best girlfriend, uh, Cheryl Buchanan, runs. It's called Writers Without Margins. Hmm. So we premiered at the Boston Film Festival, and hopefully we'll be here in Atlanta soon. Yeah, that is awesome, Natalia. Thank you so much. I hope everyone's able to see Full Count. And, um, awesome too. It's a wonderful movie. Yeah, thank awesome. you.